Good morning, Helen. Well, just listening to Loretta describe the journey she's been on would indicate just how serious this issue is. And you regard it extremely serious. In fact, you're making a special call for a specific minister to be allocated to this. Can you tell me why? Yeah, well, I believe, Alan, and, and it concurs with most of what Loretta has said, and that is that we should, by now, have a Minister for Women's Health. We do make up just over 50% of the population now, and I think, you know, there are a myriad of issues from a girl's puberty right through to menopausal to late late uh, adulthood, and I think we... We deserve a women's minister for health. Someone has been appointed to this position 12 months ago in Scotland. You heard Loretta say, and I don't want to repeat, but that there is a special envoy has been set up now in uh, United Kingdom, Britain, as we call it, to take care of the shortage. Here, we're not taking it as seriously. I mean, this is something that needs to be highlighted and highlighted again. If somebody were to say in the morning, we're going to have a shortage of insulin, people would see that as life-threatening. There isn't any real difference. The shortage of HRT from the communications I'm having, the people I'm speaking to, are equally life-threatening. And that is because there's not just a physical manifestation, but the longer the physical manifestation is being goes on dealt with as such, or if we can't deal with it due to HRT shortage, there are ensuing mental health issues. And I think that's why it's paramount now. You know, I've received, because of I've been saying this, I've received emails from very young uh, adult uh, teenagers into adulthood, girls who are telling me, you know, that they suffer with endometriosis, but that they were never educated about it in school. They had sex education, but that was never entertained, that there could be a problem, you know, that generally it's only women who suffer. Well, obviously it's only women who suffer with, but there's one, there's 20 and 100 women who can be diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And these are staggering figures and 20 to 70% of women can be diagnosed during their lifetime with what we, dis- what we call uterine fibroids, all of which are very debilitating. Yes. And if, you know, women feel unsupported, there's a stigma attached, you know, women, there's always been a shroud of secrecy. I mean, I'm one of 11. I can never say that I can recall my late mam going through the menopause. I, I believe it's something that wasn't discussed. It was referred to as the change, kind of a taboo subject. But now you can see what's happening. We're coming out of that. Yeah. There certainly is a greater demand for HRT, and we have got to get ahead of the curve here. Right. But I do believe that we should be all advocating for a minister, at the very least a minister of state, for women's health. Okay, can I just, uh, sticking with women's issues as well, the National Maternity Hospital, the decision has been postponed for two weeks. Now people say, well, what Im- I- influence does that have us in here in County Wexford? It has a huge influence on us, doesn't it? Of course it does. And again, that's where our latest, you know, there's just been a menopause clinic set up that's attached to the maternity hospital. But look, clearly there are issues. I mean, if cabinets are not going to sign off, then there needs to, those issues are the issues that cabinet have raised need to be resolved. I'm not privy to what they may be, but it does seem to me that there are no reasons why the state can't own the land that the hospital is to be built on. I think at this stage, and you 
you've heard it from many, there's too much prevarication. If we if we don't own the land, if the state isn't going to own the land, then CPO it. Mm. You know, if that's necessary. You'll hear people say that process will take years. No, it doesn't. This problem is ensuing and the prevarication is unnecessary. We need to CPO it. And, you know, you'll find everybody's interested in the process and very few are okay. interested in the result. All right. Uh, before I round off a, a, a brief conversation with you this morning, Verona, I just want to get a view from you on the announcement of 40 more jobs in uh, this time in Waterford and also there was a reference to the Technological University and the campus. So there's two little parts of this question, two big parts of the question. First off, in relation to the IDA uh, and uh, like I have a comment in from Jim who's a regular listener who says, Moses was a small boy the last team, last time the IDA actually delivered reality to Wexford. We are we are on the scrap heap. That is the view of, of Jim and Joe before that says why are we constantly hearing of announcements and fair play to Waterford and Carlo if they can get them. Why isn't Wexford yeah. treated equally? What's your view, please? Well, I think you know this is where we need to very much the council as well as government need to sit up and take notice. I welcome cautiously the announcement. Again, it's an announcement that's been going on for a year now that we now have university status for Carlo IT and Waterford IT. As you well know, we have an existing campus in Wexford. They're housed in St. Peter's College. There can be no development of that site. And what we need, the real commitment that we require here from government is to see a contractor digging the ground for a new campus. And at this point in time, Wexford County Council have been dragging their heels over the years. We do not have a site. We don't have a site. And at a time when we're, the cost of living is rising, there's a good chance we're going into recession. Capital projects are going to be stalled. But if the government are committed to Wexford, we need to see a contractor on a site digging for a new campus to show government's commitment to Wexford. And the reason it's required is we need that to ensure that we can attract SDI jobs into Wexford. These are providing higher earning jobs. We need it because it's required to ensure all students in Wexford can avail of an opportunity to go to university. And we're now seeing, as I say, a serious rise in the cost of living. And I want to see that commitment double down on. I want to see the announcement of the site, Alan, and that's where I'll be keeping my foot to the floor there. You know, the fanfare, the PR of the announcement of the university is fantastic, but it's cautiously, I'm saying, the real result for Wexford has to be the announcement of the site and the delivery of the new campus. But this campus, and I'm sorry, it's really important, we need to start develop STEM courses in Wexford. They're the science, technology, engineering and maths courses that we need to see in a new campus. They're the jobs that bring the FDI. They're the high-earning jobs. And they're the jobs that we want to retain our workforce for in Wexford. That'll attract FDI. We can can't do that without the new campus. The heel dragon has to stop and we need to get on with it. This morning, just after I speak to you, I'm heading up to the Enniscorthy flood relief meeting. Minister Donoghue, who has been invited down numerous times by Councillor Jack Sarone, will be there this morning. That project was signed off 12 years ago. It never happened. So let the people of Wexford be absolutely behind a new campus. Make sure that okay. they endorse to the government politicians. We want it built and we want it built before this government goes out of office. 